0: Good afternoon, fellow Gunners, and welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm your host, and my co-host, as usual, Aiden.
1: How's it, guys? Um, I'm not sure what to feel, you know, first good result and then bad result. Kind of like the Arsenal we know, you know, getting our hopes up and then dashing it the next week.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, two uh, back-to-back friendly setup for the Gunners. Uh, the first game up was against Charlton last weekend. Well, last, yeah, early in the week. Uh, it was a 6 0 drubbing that we gave them, but um, I, mean, I, I don't think we could have also taken too much into you know c- context with the game, since look, both teams came almost like <laughs> came from cold with a, a game organised really at kind of short notice, and uh, you know the game ended now with six no uh, us running out six 0 winners. uh I said, uh, and Ketia Atrik and Wolak saw us on our way.
1: Yes, um, I actually... I don't know if you saw, like... I obviously didn't see the whole game, but I just saw, like, the highlights or snippets of it. But, like, it seemed like Arsenal were trying the 45 quite a lot, like, trying to break down the flank and then, you know, trying to eat the ball back to try to, you know, eat eat goals from the edge of the box. I think it was Charlton's keeper who was making a heck of a lot of saves Mm -hmm. with us trying to make that move. So I don't know if that's potentially something new that Arsenal's trying to add to the game. And also... um. We've already touched it the next game. It's like kind of where we play the long ball to the striker. And he kind of always knocks it to the oncoming player from midfield.
0: I mean, uh, look, our goals in that game was, you know, like really cl- clinical. Because, I mean, uh, Lacazette and Abamian goals especially were like, you know, two, cracker, two crackers of a goal. And then, I mean, uh, with Nkete again, that showed and he's sort of... Um, you know that, that, that finishing in the within the uh, six yard box and the box uh, in the box. Yeah, so I mean he was doing finishes like that, and I mean Wallach, as well like he's straight walk now that outside of the box or long range, long range efforts. And then we want to, you know, we just touch on our Brinford also. Um, oh. you know, okay, we. I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I you know we also get the speeches because. It was like a game of two hours because you, you watch. I mean, like, if, if, like even at the extended highlights when you watch that, Arsenal of course totally dominated that game. Uh, you know, with, with especially the, the first eleven because I still recall when I, I sent you the message, you saw him but you know was full strength and whatever. And I told you, look, first half was full strength, and then the second half that is when Arteta started making the you know the, the rotations because I think he you know, made a complete, um, you know, 11, you know, swapped a full 11 for the second half. And I think that is, in a way, where we also lost our way because, yes, I know it's just a warm-up game, you know, to feel ourselves into the the, the first Premier League game of the season uh, after the Corona break. But, I mean, when I think of of the sort of chances that that we gave, uh, sorry, Brentford, and I mean, uh, Mart Im- Emilio Martinez.
1: Oh my word, yeah.
0: Performance in goal. I mean, it, it just shouts out for you know getting in a stronger number two. Yes, it was just uh, friendly, just a warm up, or play more in in, in in like say a preseason type of of, of vein. But I mean, the, the one i mean like if I, just offhand now, the, the the first goal of of Brentford, he's almost like on his own already allowing <laughs> that uh, that uh, player of theirs to rocket the ball into, like, passes near post and into the roof of the net. And then, of course, that, that second one, I, I, I kind of lost my train of thought there. How uh, that, you know, unfolded. But, I mean, for me, the third one was uh, also another calamity because he it reminded me of the defeat when we lost against, uh, when we played, sort of not lost, in that League Cup game where we won 7-5 against Reading. He, I was he, thinking he, of that. Where he, he does this unnecessary punch and then he ends up <laughs> into his own net. Now, this one, again, he tried to do some acrobatic, you know, launch. The ball beats <laughs> with the post, and it, it kisses the other post, and it goes in. And I'm Jesus, what is this a show?
1: But you have to also look at, you know, besides his performance, and, you know, we have spoken about it. I know I praised him the start of the season, probably and during preseason, saying he looked a bit commanding in the box. I was hoping maybe he would have given Macy a chance as well. But, you know, going... Going back to Martinez, it, it just seems like, you know, we, we, we spoke about how we need a number two and I think that shows it. Obviously, you know, you can't, you know, just it's just a, a warm-up before the se- back to the season resume but also going back, you know, to those goals, there's a lot of typical Arsenal individual errors that leads to the goal. I mean, David Louise <laughs> trying to move forward, gets caught to the ball in the midfield, you know, leads to a goal. Luck like is it you know, trying to control the ball, being fancy, back towards goal. A few meters from his box, you know, goal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Maitland-Niles as well gets caught. So, you have to, uh, you know... Are Arsenal learning from their mistakes? I mean, if if Arsenal, you know, come with the same attitude... I'm not saying they're going to, but... That plays into kind of Man City's hands. That way, you lose the ball in midfield. The brainer and go drives forward with you. So, you know, Arsenal need to learn from this performance. I mean, they were clinical as well with their goals. I mean, like I said again with a lovely goal. And I think uh, I don't even thought of the this game with the Charlton game where Martinelli almost had a Dennis Bergkamp type esque when he flicks it around the defend and almost gets the end of it. But you know, attacking wise we showed some promise, but as always, the middle and the latter part of the, I mean the latter part of our midfield and the defence, I mean leaves a lot to be desired for.
0: Yeah. And I, of course, I mean, like uh, this morning, I believe, um, there was an interview with uh, Mikko um, Arteta and I think Alan Smith was also there. And they were now asking him about, uh, like they were asking Arteta about, uh, you know, with the planning, you know, with the upcoming games and, that, and and they were also like, uh, you know, running down our, our fixtures. And um, you remember when we saw, were talking about early on in the season about, you know, where it could be tricky. I think it was probably a month before the lockdown took place, or a few weeks before the lockdown took place. And we were talking about, you know, sort of tricky uh, remaining fixtures we still had. And I mean, I think Arteta actually made also a point today where, uh, which I actually thought was quite valid and it's quite a good point he 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 made. When he said, you know, with us playing, I think, three away on the bounds, and just to play, you know, almost like in an empty stadium, I think it could. I mean, look, I'm not saying yes. We're just gonna go there and get the points or whatever. But I just think it, all, it kind of evens the playing field. If you know, even with city on the city away games on the bounce, just to have like no fans in that stadium. So yeah, we
1: all know Arsenal don't do well in the stadiums. Are rocking.
0: Yeah, because I like my train of thought is also going down the lines with with Man City. Yes that's is a quality side. there was a, a top manager. But I just think if, if that Etihad was, like, you know, rocking, then we would have had, you know, it was, like, made really, really heavy weather from it. But now at least it gives almost like some sort of glimpse that we, we, we could maybe get something or try to get something there.
1: I know a lot of people um, complain about the Emirates being a library, so maybe Arsenal will be used to playing with a quiet crowd or empty stadium.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that for us as fans also I think it would be like uh you know I wouldn't say like a foot of the or what's it the hand hand break off. But I just think we'd be a bit more relaxed watching this game now come uh, Wednesday. But I mean like as we now lead on to the the up uh any key players you think for Arsenal for that game?
1: Uh, that, that you know, it will make a difference for, for us against City. I think it will probably be like Aubameyang it will have to be, I think, um Martinelli. I mean, if we play Martinelli, I don't, but he would, for me, be a danger man. But Pepe mm-hmm. as well, he's going to have to cause some um, t- t- trickery if he plays on the right-hand side. Aubameyang, and I think, like I said, the three are front three, basically, for me will need to be on point. And then our defence as well. I mean, I don't know if you're going to go with Pablo Marie and, 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 and David Luiz at the back. You know, what's the planning there? But our back line has to be in sync as well. Because if anything, David Luiz does, whatever he does, like, you know, we we could be in trouble. But my three guys would be the the trident to, who could probably cause damage in the game. And your side?
0: I was just thinking... Well, you know, when you look at, at the, the past not two games from, from what we saw, at least Nelson even has a shout because he was actually contributing a hell of a lot on the flanks, like, you know, getting crosses in, driving us forward on the right, where, you know, normally uh, Pepe is. So, I mean, I just wonder if, if they're going to do something like it, where if he's not, if, if Arteta's not happy with, uh Pepe, then you'll maybe give Rhys Nelson the nod on the right and still let Obama stick outside left and then have Lacazette down the middle. But I still think Aubameyang does more, way more damage if he's if you play him up front as, you know, the main striker. Because I just think if if I mean I d I don't know also what what the mindset is of Lacazette. I mean he's also been a topic of discussion for quite a few of our podcasts about his concentration levels and, and and things
2: like that.
1: So I just wonder, which path do we go down then? Do yeah. Uh, oh. I I know I said, like I said, it's a key player, so like, you know, I would want him in the team, maybe there's two games that's given him a vote of confidence because it's a long time since, you know, we've been played, so it's almost like all those and misses are at the back of your head. Now you're not thinking about it anymore, it's out of your head. So, I think, you know, maybe stick with, with, with luck is it, but I do get your opinion of if it is Nelson, you know, can maybe cause damage. But I'm thinking maybe it is Nelson also can, if Arsenal can hold the game at 0-0 or be still in at 1-0 behind or 1-0 up, you can bring a guy like Reece Nelson on as well to cause damage or bring this Nelson for Pepe to start.
0: And another option, uh, not actually option, but uh, other one, of that also like leads now from this whole talk of... of you know, the, the pre-match build-up, it also leads on to, with Cedric now at the moment, I don't know if you saw, there's some article that's also floating around about, Arsenal, look, he's, he's not played any competitive football now for us yet. Trained, like, completely with his squad and everything. But, it's almost like I think Arsenal have to make a decision in the next 10 or so days, or else he will have to, like, oh, he has to leave in end of June.
1: As a free transfer to wherever or is it like become a free agent or or like does he is his loans ending and he goes back to Southampton?
0: Look, I think look, he's his career at Southampton is just about over. So I think then he just becomes a state free agent and gives him of course the opportunity to, you know, find whichever club he wants to go to. But but I think my concern is just you know, there's a lot of promise to, to, to his game and like, I didn't really take note of it before, but look, he was also very much widely thought of in the Portuguese national squad, even. So, I, I just think it I mean, at least having seen somebody of that quality to maybe turn up the heat a bit on Ballard and get something, you know, extra out of Ballard as well, which could be beneficial to both players.
1: And he has a good free kick on him as well. Something sometimes we miss in the, the Arsenal team, even though we have Pepe and a but I mean, Cedric does give you that that bit extra as well and I mean who knows like you said healthy competition can do the trick because you've seen what happened at Arsenal when players become complacent and Baller at the moment hasn't you know mm. set the world alight even though he seemed a bit promising in the pre-season in the pre-season, in the pre-corona restart
0: so with regards to the Man City Arsenal in what formation do you think we would go or what would best suit us for this game straight back four or back three
1: no, I would go back four. I just don't trust a, a back three at this point. Nice. Um, I would maybe go back four and maybe try to kind of get bodies in the midfield. So I don't think I would be putting Urzel in this game. Um, I think you try to get uh, your going to and maybe uh, it's between Warlock has performed well or like do you bring Shaka in or do you bring Warlock in? Or do you bring Warlock for Guendouzi? Because Warlock seems to be able to drive the team forward. But you're going to need someone who's going to get their foot stuck in. Because City's the type of team, if they turn position over against you, they are going to overrun you. And we can't have cases of our, all our players agging forward. People need to get stuck in. If you lose the ball, you're going to have to you know, put in tackle. So I'm hoping to back for that kind of, kind of flood with the midfield. Three, like, you know, four, five, one. But, like, with yeah, yeah. three, no attacking, and then a Bamiang and either Pepe or Nelson on either side to do your attack work. And then, like I said, up front for me. But it's important that we win the midfield battle because that's where... If City if City overrun us there, you know, if we lose the ball in the middle of the park, they turn you over. There's no cover from the midfield for the defence. You can be 2 nil down in the first 10 minutes in that game.
0: So, would you have that rather- Play a sort of game where you just try to frustrate for the first twenty. Yes, you know, like
1: four, five, one, and then you start all uh, you know alternating certain players. Yes, I, I, I would try. To, I know it sounds a bit negative, but yeah. at this point, I would try to kind of keep Arsenal in the game as long as possible. Kind of like you saw at the Etihad was it, 2015 when we beat him two 0 yeah. we kind of came there with a with a more like defensive approach, and we actually City with a free kick and a penalty. I mean, you know, you you take that. So, Arsenal just need to... I don't know if Arteta will take that same approach, more pragmatic, or is he going to go there and say, okay, we're going to do this for this, but then we're going to play our game. I don't know. How do you see this panning out?
0: I mean... Immediately, I'm, you know as much as I told you last week, I'm relaxed. you <laughs> know. But now when you start thinking of what they have to throw at our defence, and if you see already how the ball got flicked around David Luiz in that uh, Brentford game, and then you think, look, they're like going to probably have people like Sergio Aguero running down the middle, uh, Bernardo Silva out on the right side, and Raheem Sterling on the left. Yeah. Look, I'm not sure how fit, uh Lero Zane is, which is another headache to deal with. But I just think if, if we can, as you said now prior to this about that, if we can win that battle in the middle of the park, it sets up everything in the game because the minute you can, uh, you know, break up play, frustrate, and keep say somebody like Kevin De Bruyne quiet and and also like rob uh, the rest of that pack in that middle middle there of of the ball or possession or you know, just, as I said, frustrate, or just, you know, just end up, like, hacking the ball out, or a somewhat negative play in the middle of the park, just to annoy them. Because you do know, sometimes they do lose their heads, or they cool somewhat, and then you can, you know, uh, lay the hammer down on them.
1: And you must remember, like, City at the moment, like, for top spot, they basically fall far out of it. So if you frustrate them, and they might lose their head, and, like, try to push Kang out to somewhat stay in the title race even though it's like a losing battle but you know they might start throwing the kitchen sink and mm. that's where Arsenal can you know maybe bring on the likes of a Martinelli or a Reece Nelson to run at them at the end when they leaving a whole lot of caps. you know maybe you can do that switch maybe you take Lacazette because he's probably going to work hard trying to hold the ball up maybe take a Lacazette off and take Pepe off if it's not working like when he's still 0-0, 60 minutes, mm-hmm. you maybe shift the bombing, like you said, in front, and then you eat them with the pace of Martinelli and Reese Nelson because, you know, it, it's a scary thought of those two running at you with fresh legs mm-hmm. and you maybe and a bit um, fatigued. It's the You come back from a long break, so we need to take advantage of that. And these youngsters we have now, Reece Nelson and... Um, Martinelli they fearless you know you, you still see that bit of fear with Pepe maybe the price tags on his head so a guy like Martinelli and, and reason Nelson if they are unleashed on you they're going to take you on and try to show you like you know I deserve my place in this team so Arsenal for me game plan frustrate frustrate and try to eat them with their substitutions to attract pace and
0: I what mean, was uh, I think many also forget You know, with Tierney now fully fit, it now opens up Saka again as another option for the left wing. And then, I mean, we all have seen that kid's capabilities of how he can cause damage. His footwork is so, so, so quick. Passing is always slick. And I mean, his assist uh, rate was also top notch before the Corona break. And another point I also wanted to add was um, when you look at at the makeup of the Arsenal squad now and and, and you go, like, say, toe to toe with, with Man City. I mean, I've, as I said, I fear, the, 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 say, the City mid, uh, middle and the attacking lineup. But, I mean, I still fancy our chances against the defence because, if you recall, uh, prior to the, the break, City were also shipping goals, render, you know, every so often. So, them I mean, they are vulnerable. They do have a soft spot.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. They, they're not, they don't have that same City back defense that do that we know of that where they work up and coming and like overtaking the likes of Man United with Vincent Company at the back. It's they seem a bit more brittle since Company has gone. I mean he just shows his experience and, and the 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 head he brought to the back line. It shows that Arsenal's missing a guy like that, but it can also show how pivotable and pivotal it is and underrated. I mean look at Van Dijk at you know Liverpool what he's added to the back line so Arsenal the the vulnerabilities are there, but the, the thing is, are Arsenal disciplined enough? That's the question because you've seen Arsenal, you know, we will give a back pass to Aguero and they'll score, or somebody will get caught on the ball and we'll score. It has to be a collective team effort now because for far too long Arsenal allowing individual errors, pretty in silly areas, poor decision making to cost us games when we could have won it if we just kept our head. So, for me, I think Arsenal need to be disciplined now. Play smart and, you know, don't try to do the fancy things that's going to get yourself caught out.
0: Because I mean, it says a lot also of, of when you when you see the, the sort of targets that say has in line for, um, you know, the summer. Because, uh, you know, John Stones is already, you know, really out of favour, kind of just gets games now when, um, you know, they short at the back somewhat then you, you know, maybe get a little run. But you do know, I mean, Opep has also been quite clear about it, that, you know, Johnstone's not really his favourite. So, you know, it depends who they're going to put out. Because even if Johnstone's is fit at times, they will put Fernandinho rather in that, you know, slot him rather in there, alongside, uh, what's it? Uh, that what's in the back of this? The French guy? Oh, oh,
1: oh, Laporte, Laporte, Atomendi. yeah.
0: And I mean, look, at Atomendi has been quite reckless when he does play, but even he gets a time the nod ahead of... of, of
1: the Johnstones. Yeah, and see, on I mean, and he always has a stellar performance when he comes up against Arsenal as well. Because it's like they can even come with a makesh- makeshift defense against us, and somehow they still end up coming out on top. I mean, we had City's number for a bit, you know, a few seasons back. I think just before Pep came and maybe Pep's first season, we took them out in the FA Cup. But I think other than that, you know, it's been all Manchester City there and in. So. You know, fingers crossed that the, the Gunners will, all I'm asking for is a good performance. You know, I'm not expecting miracles. I don't expect, I mean, if we go to the Etihad and lose, but we give a performance that we can say, okay, there's improvement. You know, we, we, we were unlucky, you know, hard luck. But yeah. if you're going to go there, come there, first 20 minutes, be reckless, down 2 3 nil. I mean, you're going to say, same old, same old Arsenal. You can at least say that you want some type of reaction now coming from the corona break
0: um also in the news uh, with regards to team news and, and transfer rumors there's a talk of uh, a twenty seven million pound offer from Inter Milan for hector Beller.
1: Oh, it? that 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 hit me it hit me of god now <laughs> oh it is a tricky it's a tricky question putting me on the spot here with this um
2: ah
1: do we let Paladin go? Uh, you know, I, I always thought, you know, maybe he could be a one-saving grace guy that stays there and grows at the club and, you know, maybe takes the armband even, but, you know, uh, maybe the, till the end of the season I, I'll be able to give you a more definitive answer, but at mm. the moment I would possibly take KDV shows the same form that he did from the start of the season till now to to maybe take that 27 close to 30 million and maybe you know, what's that right back of of wolves? Maybe try to fight wolves with Doherty.
0: yeah.
1: Doherty, yeah. Sorry. Um, I would maybe try to bring him in instead because he seems to be a red hot at the moment. So
0: I, mean, I would possibly
1: try to take him in. maybe take the thirty million and then, yeah.
0: I mean, that, <laughs> this is probably going to be news to you, but I mean, for me, I think the we, we, we. The the moment it came, where I thought, okay, we can let him go. Was when I saw him, he was just I think a few months before he was now starting to get into training again, and he was busy um, moderating a photo shoots for the Arsenal ladies when they get some contract with the suits, and he, you know, like he was the one like telling them how to pose, and, and I mean. Pop- <laughs> Point on, I honestly I couldn't take it really serious. <laughs> See, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure you uh also is gonna sort of find it. It's, I think he's on YouTube where he does this, but he's like you know, almost like the old guy organizing this thing. I thought, <laughs> dude, stay in the jump, get fit get fast again.
1: The irony of uh, like the you know, it's normally the um. The, there's the woman who is, uh, like, doing the uh, for the photo shoots, but he's more worried about that than than they are. They they focusing on the game, and he's uh, busy on the doing photo shoots instead of, like you said, in the training room. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, like I said, I'll have to see it till the end of the season. But if you can get me that wolves right back, I would do a swap for you.
0: So um, we're having the game now on. Wednesday evening against Man City. Then, following that, we have then the away game. Like one of our, the first of, gosh, like about three or four away games in a row, because I know the one is also the Sheffield United tie, that the FA Cup tie that also has to be played, which is away. So we've got Brighton then on next, uh, next Saturday. And then following that, we have then Southampton in a, on a, a midweek game on the Thursday evening. To oh,
1: so funny. For me, um, it's a, it's a six points is a must. I mean, I'm I'm counting City as a bonus game. I know it sounds negative, nice. but I mean, seven points, you know, I'll, I'll take your hand, fight your hand for seven points, but six points, I think, is maximum. I mean, now's the time. Now, Arsenal, all they can do is rack up points. Uh, if if we rack up all the points and we, you know, we, we maybe drop a point here and there, two points here and there, or three points here and there, you know, you, you can say, Okay, I understand it's, it's it comes with it, but if we can rack up as much three points as possible and set mini targets for ourselves, so now this next three games you mentioned is possibly for me six points and progressing to the FA Cup semi finals. I mean, for me. I'm yeah. very happy with that. You know, I understand Man City away from home. You know, we, we 90% of teams don't come away, don't come there with, get away with, it with anything. So, you know, maybe we can use the Man United blueprint against them, eat them on the counter like that. But, you know, six points and an FA Cup semi final for me, I'll shake your hand. I'll, I'll actually bite your hand off for that.
0: But I mean, if, if you take into consideration also with Innocence Arteta's reign. He's actually converted the Arsenal team to a squad that can actually eke out, you know, results. They can, you know, at, at times, yeah, it, it, it looks heavy, heavy weather on the eye, but I mean, he's at the moment he's managed the squad quite well for me so far, and, and just that that sort of steely edge he's now brought to us, where we were, you know, a really soft touch in the the, the especially the the latter part of Emery's reign now we you know, almost like Arteta was the SOS guy. So I just wonder if, if this could also be, you know, beneficial to us where you have that guy with that sort of mindset. And as you said, the the city game is more like a bonus, but you know, you try to get that, especially from the the Brighton game and the Southampton game. We try getting maximum points there then.
1: Yeah, that's so the only way I'm not saying we're gonna get Champions League football since we no one knows actually what's <laughs> happening with that whole thing with fifth place now. I mean it seems like the world's forgotten about you know Man City and what happened there with the old finances issue. But you know, all all, all we can do now is win. And for me kind of, you know, look towards next season. You know, if you can get the Steele FA Cup and um trophy in that, I mean Arsenal fans will be ecstatic. Getting silver with Arteta, maybe giving a Birmingham a trophy, you know, maybe even realizing, okay, maybe you know, one more season, two more seasons at Arsenal. So, you know, it, it it just comes down to consistency now and taking it game by game. I mean, we can't say now, oh yes, we need to end top four. It's like a batsman scoring that hundred almost, you know, ten runs in the next ten runs, in the next ten runs. I mean, we must to take it in batches of games, like the games you mentioned now, six points in the FA Cup semi-final. You know, I'm happy with that.
0: Because I just think, like, us as Arsenal fans, yeah, the the result now is important, but I think we need to just kind of, you know, have the league table almost like in our peripheral vision, not really take note of it, just see that the the squad itself, you know, are doing the job on the pitch.
1: Yeah, like, you know, I know it might be difficult, but, you know, if Arsenal, you know, should go down against Man City in a... Maybe, you know, they put all their cards on the table, they played hard, you know, gave their all and we go down. I think Arsenal fans, you know, won't be pissed off. But I think we will get the reaction from fans is if Arsenal go there and they just roll over, like same old, same old Arsenal, individual errors mistakes and then we we roll over. I think us as fans will probably look at it and think, you know, where's the season going? The season like you start looking at the table then. But if you start rolling your results, giving good performances, getting the points you you start, like you said, you know, you will maybe say, OK, you know, build on this for next season and, you know, things could look promising. But the one thing that does concern me, and I know it's probably a bit of rumours, but you're seeing a bit of the other clubs looking a bit more busier than Arsenal in the window for the so-called summer now. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Chelsea's even planning on signing that Berners from um, Red Bull Leipzig. Is this true or is it just speculation?
0: The thing is that, I think the the release clause, I don't know if there's a few million difference at the moment, but, you know, the talks, I mean, it looks more likely that he's going to be a Chelsea player than, you know, than him not being one. Because, as I said, I you know, unless somebody comes in with a real late or last minute sort of, you know, uh, poaching job when the season ends, I mean, I honestly, I, I do see him in blue.
1: As someone who, who, who keeps an eye on the Bundesliga, do you think Arsenal maybe missed a trick there? You know, if we had to say, okay, we will sell the Pabian, but we will bring him in, do you think he's someone who could have filled the shoes, or do you think he's too much of a central player that we wouldn't be able to utilize, like I said, if we had to sign him?
0: I mean, uh, like from what I've watched with him, and he plays with, with Um Yusuf Paulson up front for Red Bull Leipzig. He sometimes he's willing to play in the in the you know playing off the the main forward, but I mean, if you set him free as a midfield, if you like, you know thread him at that through ball and he's onto it, I mean, you can forget it. I mean, he's turn off pace is so quick, and he normally more often than not he's nipping in the you of know, the the advancing keeper as well, you know, even if he's take he takes the eat or whatever. And then, I mean, the one thing that has <laughs> concerned me, I don't think I really talked to you much about it. Um, you know, of course, there's this whole rumor with Upa and I mean, us, uh, you know, that, that rumor where they would like him as some sort of uh, almost like a long term replacement in defense or as a prospect for us, yeah. You know, what I've noticed, especially in, like with the uh, even the latter part of of or just before that that uh, corona break, and now with the comm- commencement again of the Bundesliga, he's looked really really sluggish. I, I mean. <laughs> When I see that, then I think it was uh, Arsenal really willing to take that sort of gamble with, you know, in excess of like 50, 60 million or even 70 million for somebody like that. Because there's certain things that he does where, you know, uh, they've got the right back now falling in as a centre-back. And that, I think his name is Klausterman. And that guy has been covering uh, Opa Makana's backside game, mm. the game of the game for either misjudging balls or pulling a to Luiz, you know, running, you know, one <laughs> of that gunger runs forward, then he loses it. And then, I mean, luckily, since that guy, you know, that to man guy, he plays as a, as a, um, as a fullback as well. So he, he's got that turn off pace. He knows like, you know, to track back. And I mean, the amount of times he's, like saying, he's bacon. And at times, look, Abumak, Oppen-Mak- Abumak, is normally somebody that, that he's like the, you know, the main guy in defense. But, there was this guy, um, I think Willie Orban, who was also one of these them, top centre backs, who's been like injured out for quite a while. And he's actually now the last few matches, he's been the one, you know, coming in almost like seeing out game or yeah, seeing out games for Leipzig. You yeah, know
1: with Leipzig also struggled with, with performance. I, I, I know, I've been following the results and they have been leaking in goals and you know, getting probably a, I saw a silly red card as well. So you know, it's it's not looks like it doesn't look like um getting him in will just kind of fix Arsenal's defensive problems. I think it's more than that. I think we need somebody that you know if you're gonna spend that amount of money that you mentioned, you need you need to bring to his his part like uh, a Van Dyke does or, you know, a Vincent company. But it's just very difficult to find those kind of center backs around. But I mean look
2: uh, so we I think
0: we Open is kind, of, kind of like a like, it's like you know that that, that uh, the talent is there straight up. I mean, he's you know quite highly rated, but I just think he needs you know, you can't just tell him, Look, you're gonna have to marshal this defense because I think that is where he had that you know, that, that the rawness of his uh, you know, his playing style. And that, look, he's only 21, but it's like you're already putting that it was like a Tony Adams type of uh weight on his shoulders. Then I mean, the way I think you know, mentally, he needs say, somebody like a I wouldn't say Socrates, but you know somebody of that, that <laughs> got you know the years in his legs that can now uh, play alongside him and tell him, look, you don't need to go forward that much. You can rather just stay back and help pick, you know, cover you at the, at the back.
1: Uh, I see Diago uh, Silva out of contract for PSG. What, what do you think of bringing him into the club and partnering oh, him with, with, with David, so David, David Luiz? My,
0: my heart started sinking on, <laughs> because... He's already, like, he's barely getting, say, game time. He's more injured than anything at PSG. So, I mean, why are we taking sick notes again?
1: <laughs> now we just spoke about it today. But, you know, that's Arsenal at the moment. You know, I don't is, know.
0: That is a valid, it's not like just, uh, you know, just uh, football talk. There's a strong, strong rumor from most of the media outlets, even in France and, and the UK, that, that Thiago Silva is like an option being, especially with him being a free transfer. So but
1: what do you think maybe being him being a, a kind of a mentor to to um kind of you know I don't know could these English is, because maybe that could also be a bit of a problem, but you know, to the younger guys, do you see him as a centre back that people could learn from in the Arsenal no, team I, or
0: I just think they're gonna be Mr. Trick because the Thiago Silva of was he at AC Milan, right?
1: AC Milan, yeah, before he went That, to the
0: is, that was now the peak when you had to bring someone like that in. The same can be said with so David Luiz, where he was actually doing, like, more of an impact player for for Chelsea earlier on. Or when he was even playing at to at speak at, at PSG and at, or Benfica even. But there yeah, again, we missed the trick. Now it's like the latter. those almost like when the players are in England and swan so some of the careers. Now we want to bring them in. How does that help or work out?
1: Yeah, you, you have to look at it. I mean, you know, Thiago yeah, Silva, at, at, I know he left PSG for big money. But if Arsenal had to come in before, I mean... You know, AC Milan, no disrespect to AC Milan, but they started, you know, falling a bit to the yep. wayside at one point at that time. I mean, I mean, Arsenal could have taken it, you know, maybe even and he could have formed a, you know, yeah. top relationship together. You have your centre-back sorted out. I mean, Mota falls, you know, as the number three if need be. Then you have, you know, you sort out your midfield, but it's like, Arsenal are so, and it's frustrating because you know there's two or three quality players away from from brilliance, I mean, I know you add then, um, a Thiago Silva with Koschelny in his form. You know, Ramsey's on top form. You get him a proper defensive midfielder. You have Uzel to play his game in front of them. And then you have, you know, Alexis Sanchez, you know, get another striker with Giroud. And then your left hand side, I mean, your right hand side, sorry, needs a bit of attention because Sanchez was on the left. But you know, you are a few players away, but he had to take the cheap route all the time. And look how it, you know, the Silva, we going to sign him when he's 35 now. I mean, you know, it's, it's. I don't know. Like, why not sign these players when you have the opportunity to? And, you know, you can you would see probably more silver we at the club, you know, and better Champions League, probably Um, how we would progress instead of the last 16 <laughs> every time.
0: We've always missed the trick because. When, when I, I think a few weeks back, Jens Lehmann and even Gilberto were talking about, I, I think there was even an article with, with Vieira where he also felt Arsenal broke up that team and the defense too quickly. And it's like you threw, in, you, you threw in those people that either they don't know the true, you know, the, 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 the feeling or the principle of what it is to, to play for a club like Arsenal. I think you this is something you also mentioned a while back. It was like you, you need that person to also have that everything must be in the almost like in the DNA or ingrained yeah. in when you want to that be was, you know be uh, Arsenal. Awesome. But for me it's almost like we've had more cases of
1: journeyman. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it started at William Callas you know, when you got you got rid of um, Ashley Cole to bring in William Gallas. Then William Gallas became, you know, Arsenal's yeah. centre back with Colo Tore. And then we shipped out Colotori for William colors, And like almost from there we signed Mikael Salvestre as well. From
0: and even the like, sorry to interrupt, but even let's the Tiara, we get him in. We can't even really get the game in at Chelsea and then that's also another thing that, that flounders. <laughs>
1: it's, it's like you know, you look at it and ask yourself, you know, like the signings we're taking is the cheap route. How many times is the cheap route? <laughs> You know, it's like you fix a car with, <laughs> with cheap parts. <laughs> the car breaks down or like you buy something from Cash Crusaders or something. It's going to break. But, you know, instead, you know, you, you get the, the latest thing, you know, if you spend a bit extra on it. Now, Arsenal want to catch up to this extra spending. They spent 30 million on Mustafi, but they wouldn't spend 30 million at the time on Thiago Silva. You know, that's, you know, <laughs> this all make sense.
0: And I mean, what made me worry also is, like, look, how we bought papers? i like, we, we bought him, <laughs> we, we paid without, like, a debit card, like, we pay every every couple of seasons, we'll pay something. Because even if, if he should, just say, I'm not saying it's going to be, because, I mean, I would like him to also be a success at Arsenal, but just say we end up just selling him or whatever, it's like you still paying off a play that you don't even have on your books anymore. If, like you know, just say you should not go. Say after a season or a season and a half, with with a sort of breakdown of that payment, so this that the whole thing was going to be done, you would be paying probably still the next two three years for him.
1: Uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's my heart actually thinking about it actually, and thinking how many players we must start over the years. I mean, I don't know which player was it was it Rio Ferdinand or I don't know. Somebody said like you know. Arsenal may keep on making the same mistake. You know, instead of signing the players on a four year extension, then you have control. They do this three year, two year extension, and then you end up, you know, sitting <laughs> sitting on your hands when the player doesn't want to sign a contract anymore. So, you know, things need to change. I know we've spoken about it till we are blue in our face, but you know, somewhere something needs to change. I mean, open up the checkbook for the right players. <laughs> I mean, don't say the money is needed to be spent, but then you end up spending on Pepe. No disrespect to him, but we didn't need that type of player at at that particular point. We needed more of a, a centre-back and maybe a defensive, like, you know, hard man or box-to-box guy. But, you know, we're not being paid for, for these top positions at these top clubs. So, you know, let's see what they have in store. Well,
0: my final take, as we know, you know, round off the podcast, my, my take is still in the summer, maybe just try to get some sort of CEO that can really take us to another level. Because I just don't see it happening with Raul Salne. You know, as much as I also want him to be a success, but I think there's too much buddy-buddy system going on with with players. in. Where it's all these friends that are, you know, these super agents. And I don't think that's the Arsenal way to go.
1: No, but it's never been our way. And, you know, it's bringing in players that don't play with the badge. You know, you listen to a lot of these... Um, Arsenal players that's no longer at the club they speak about Arsenal you know look at look at these new players Peter Cech you know no disrespect to him he was a professional but he probably doesn't speak about Arsenal he's, he's forgotten about Arsenal and you know the players that Raul Salnehi wants to bring in will probably do the same you know it's not about Arsenal it's just about trying to make money now before my career ends yeah just a
0: stepping stone as they move on to another level in the career I don't think it's the way to go agree. Okay, so I hope you guys take care. Enjoy the football. It's going to be a football fest already this weekend with La Liga starting this evening as well. So take care, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Bye.
1: Cheers, everyone. Have a good weekend.